America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, R-O-Y-A-L. Just like it sounds, Royal Blue. And we're here today with another episode of the Royal Treatment. Thank you for joining us and thank our sponsors. Turtle Healing Band Clinic, where I practice here in Las Vegas. You can reach us at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Or you can email us here at thbclinics at gmail.com. That's THB for Turtle Healing Band and then clinics, plural, at gmail.com. We'd also like to thank the First Nation Medical Board. Now, birth the... First Nation Medical Board and Turtle Healing Man Clinic are under the supervision and jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe of Indians. That's very important because this is a place where practitioners can come and practice traditional medicine. That's where we can use alternative medicines, products, protocols for the treatment of our patients because some people simply prefer an natural as opposed to an artificial approach to the treatment of their conditions. I had a patient in my office today who's on multiple medications, some of which were actually making her worse. Imagine that. All medicines have side effects. In fact, I had a patient in my office yesterday who came in that was experiencing side effects from a couple of his drugs. He had been prescribed atorvastin for his high lipids, or I should say allegedly high lipids and cholesterol. Unfortunately, the one thing we all need to understand is that cholesterol kills no one. And when you start messing with your cholesterol, you also mess with your hormones. You need cholesterol to make all of the hormones in your body. Many times, the doctors nowadays simply overlook the fact that your cholesterol to HDL ratio should be 4.5 five to one or less. If that's the case, you're in pretty good balance. But the the point is that there are natural means that we can use to lower cholesterol if that is needed. In this case, the patient was taking atorvastin along with a high blood pressure medicine called lisinopril. Both of these have skin conditions. He developed a necrolysis or a type of dermatitis of the palms of his hands. He also started losing hair on his arms and other body parts. What do you think caused that? Well, it was the side effect of his medicines. Remember, all drugs have side effects. In this case, they were perhaps a little synergistic. So we were able to replace that with a more natural approach, the treatment of his medical conditions, as we were able to do with the patient we had today in her office. So for example, she is taking a very common thyroid medicine called levothyroxine. Levothyroxine, that is a artificial thyroid. It is T4 only. What you need to understand about your thyroid is you have to convert T4 to T3 in order for it to do you any good because T3 is the active form. We got her blood work back and she has thyroid antibodies that are, well, and frankly, too high to even measure. Many times I've seen this happen when patients are taking an artificial thyroid, the prescription drug known as levothyroxine. The body begins attacking this artificial thyroid. We call that an autoimmune disease. And you developed thyroid antibodies. Now, we were able to switch your thyroid to something natural. The difference is when you're taking something natural, in this case, such as the thyroid, it does contain both T4 and T3, which the synthetic does not, but you have to take it 
twice a day. Or you could take it three times a day, but at least twice a day because T3 or active thyroid has a short half-life of about 8 to 12 hours. So to get the benefit of that, you need to take it at least twice a day. In her case, we also had to add some extra T3, which we get from the compound pharmacy. Why do we do this? Well, we have found that there are a couple of ways to lower thyroid antibodies. One is to use intravenous amino acids. For some reason, this does help to lower those antibodies, but a perhaps simpler approach is to increase the T4 to T3 ratio to give the patient more active thyroid. This also works. Well, we're going to talk about some things today. Of course, I hope they will be of interest to you, and I do pray that your time with us will be well spent and that you learn one new thing. Of course, we'll be talking about the current coronavirus, COVID-19, if it really exists. We're going to be talking about that. We want to review some obituaries of celebrity notables who passed away just this last week, and if we're lucky, we'll finish our discussion that we started last week on alpha-lipoic acid, a super supplement that we use for a variety of conditions, but we have found through prior testing of our patients that when certain antioxidant or particularly adaptogen combinations are used, it can help correct your nutritional deficiencies. Imagine that. Well, let's get started with some of the people who passed away this last week, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Now, keep in mind, the average life expectancy in the United States is 76.7 years of age. That's as of 2018, meaning 81 years for women, 76 years for men. Let's see how we're doing around the world. Now, we're not including those who died from COVID-19, and we'll tell you why when we come back from the break. First, we have Erin Babcock, a Canadian registered nurse and politician, died at 38 years of age from uterine cancer. Damas Mandekin, Indonesian politician, died at 45 years of age from a heart attack. Mahendra Kumar, Indian political activist, died at 47 years of age from a heart attack. Richard Hake, an American New York City radio journalist, died at 51 years of age suddenly, which means sudden death syndrome. That usually means he's all sympathetic and no parasympathetic tone. And then we have Dmitry Diachenko, American actor, died at 52 years of age, also suddenly. I'm Dr. Dan Royer, listen to The World Treatment. We'll continue our discussion right after the break. Stay with us. Would you like more energy? A photon sound beam may be the solution you need. A photon sound beam uses electrical energy to ionize gases that generate ozone and light to enter your body directly through the skin. The energy produced by a photon sound beam assists your body's healing process. It does this by improving the electrical energy of the body's cells. Get your photon sound beam by calling 702-444-LUCKY. The optimal cell voltage for the body's cells is between 70 and 100 millivolts. When cell voltage decreases below 60 millivolts, the cell becomes weakened and diseased. For example, cancer cells usually have a cell voltage below 30 millivolts. Call 702-444-LUCKY and order your photon sound beam today. A longer, healthier, and more vital life is only made possible with optimal cell voltage. The photon sound beam has also been found to be effective in relieving pain, inflammation, and joint stiffness, as well as improving immune function. Call 702-444-LUCKY and get a free quote for your photon sound beam. That number again is 702-444-5825. So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil, a has-been, full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership, competition, and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets. Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. 
He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. And I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you, my friends, are listening to The Royal Treatment. Before the break, we were talking about celebrity notables who passed away this last week too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. I mentioned that we do not include in this list those who allegedly died from COVID-19, if it actually exists. There are many people who believe that COVID-19 is merely a cover-up for what we're seeing from 5G technology. Please keep in mind that 5G is different than all of the other communication technologies we've used to date in that as we've talked about the show before, it has many side effects for your health, ranging anywhere from flu symptoms to cancer. 5G is different because it actually penetrates your skin and acts as an antenna, creating a positive feedback loop that can magnify its effects. But what people don't understand about 5G and micrometer wave technology, not only is it a communication medium, it is a weapon. It is used for crowd control. So please keep in mind that some people believe that COVID-19 is merely a hoax and cover-up for 5G. And when you start to put all the pieces and clues together, it seems to make a lot of sense. Now, there are some people who believe that we're dealing with a binary bioweapon and that there really is a virus and it is magnified by the effects of 5G. But one way or the other, 5G is involved. Another reason we are not including COVID-19 patients or those who are diagnosed with it is because there is a financial and a political incentive to make that diagnosis. What do I mean by that? Well, here in the United States, if a patient ends up in the hospital and they're diagnosed with COVID-19, how much do you think the government pays the hospital for that diagnosis? Or I should say perhaps even the insurance company if you are diagnosed with COVID-19, and remember, many people are simply being diagnosed under the presumption that they have it, not because it's truly been diagnosed by serology or blood testing. The hospital is paid $13,000. That's right, $13,000. Now, if you are put on a ventilator, how much do you think the hospital is paid by the insurance company and our government? They are paid more than 13000 if you said three times that amount or 39000 you are correct. So by being diagnosed with COVID-19 and put on a respirator, the hospital makes $52,000. This is in spite of the fact that a respirator is the worst way to treat this virus. We call that medical malpractice. That's because when somebody goes on the respirator, their chance of dying has been proven to be 85%. So are they dying from a presumed COVID-19 diagnosis or from medical malpractice for having put them on a respirator so you can make $52,000? That death rate has actually increased in New York City to 90%. And perhaps we'll talk about that a little later in the program. But let's continue on with our list of celebrity notables who passed away this last week. We have Mike Huckabee, an American deep house and trance DJ, DJ, died at 54 years of age from complications of a stroke. Martin Ulkak, Czech tobacco and publishing executive and lobbyist, died at 56 years of age from cancer. 
Scott Taylor, British guitarist at 58 years of age from a brain tumor. Michael Robinson, an English-Irish soccer player for the national team and TV commentator, died at 61 years of age from melanoma. Remember, that's a type of skin cancer. Joseph Pulver, American writer, died at 64 years of age from COPD. Some people consider that the third leading cause of death in the United States. That's if you do not include medical mistakes and drug side effects, which is also believed to be the third leading cause of death in the United States. Nur Uralitas, Turkish fashion designer, died at 64 years of age from brain cancer. Hartwig Gauder, German race walker, Olympic champion back in 1980. He died at 65 years of age from a heart attack and kidney failure. Alternator Big Al Carson, American blues singer, died at 66 years of age from complications due to a heart attack. Abdullah Al-Hamid, Saudi poet and human rights activist, died at 69 years of age from a stroke. Bart Johnson, American Major League Baseball player, died at 70 years of age from complications due to Parkinson's disease. Claudio Ricci, Italian film director, died at 71 years of age from complications of a heart attack. Jamalur Chowdhury, Bangladeshi engineer and educationist, died at 76 years of age from a heart attack. Oh, we got to back up here a little bit. We have Lynn Wood, Scottish television presenter and journalist, died at 72 years of age from a stroke. Rich Hacker, American Major League Baseball player and coach, died at 72 years of age from leukemia. Sadat Hussein, Bangladeshi civil servant, chairman of the Public Service Commission, died at 73 years of age from kidney disease. Dam Lien, Vietnamese actress and people's artist, died at 74 years of age from kidney disease. Usha Ganguly, Indian theater director and actress, died at 75 years of age from a cardiac arrest or heart attack. Lewis McAdams, American conservatist, poet, and artist, died at 75 years of age from complications of Parkinson's disease. Graham Watson, Australian cricketer for the national team, died at 75 years of age from cancer. Usha Ganguly, oh, we already read her. Even Boland, Irish poet, died at 75 years of age from a stroke. Liz Edgar, British show jumper, died at 76 years of age from cancer. Calco Juanatalo, Finnish politician and minister of trade and industry, died at 77 years of age from cancer. Milt Sunde, American professional NFL football player, died at 78 years of age from complications of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Steve Dalkowski, American baseball player, died at 80 years of age from dementia. And finally, Tom Lester, American actor, died at 81 years of age from complications of Parkinson's disease. My hope for you, my friends, is that none of these things happen to you, but that you stay healthy and live along and productive quality of life. And then when it becomes time for you to pass on and leave your legacy behind, that you're able to go peacefully and hopefully on your own terms. Well, let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 pandemic. Recently, there was a doctor in Germany. His name is Klaus Puschel. He argued that the coronavirus infection is, and I quote, relatively non-dangerous, unquote, and that Germans should learn to live with this disease even without quarantine. Now, all of the victims of the coronavirus who underwent autopsy by Dr. Klaus Puschel had comorbidities so severe that he said no matter how cruel they sounded, they died anyway this year. And Dr. Puschel is now in favor of a gradual return to the pre-pandemic life and has publicly asked the German chancellor to start the process immediately because now is the right time. He went on to say that, in his opinion, none of the figures we know justify the fear in Germany of the virus. Well, here's the problem. When we're not interacting with each other, we cannot develop herd immunity. And a lot of what we're being told is sheer nonsense. So, for example, our governor said when you leave your house, you should be wearing a mask. Well, you're least likely to come in contact with the virus and the outside environment, the vast wilderness of the Las Vegas desert. You're not going to get it from a cloud or a rock, a bird or a bee. We have social distancing 
we're supposed to be following, or I should say physical distancing. So why does wearing a mask outdoors where we're, where we're in contact with nobody protect us to any degree whatsoever? It doesn't. So many of us are having to simply decide whether what we're being told to do makes scientific and medical sense, because much of it simply does not, or whether we are simply being trained to be, to be obedient servants. We have to take all that into consideration. But here's a very interesting article, and I'll tell you why I think it's interesting. It says, this is from the World Health Organization, there is no evidence that patients who once had COVID-19 are immune from being affected, again, by the virus that causes the disease. That's strange. If you have the virus, you should be developing antibodies that would protect you. This also begs the question, if we're given a vaccine for COVID-19, how are those artificial antibodies going to protect us if we can't get natural immunity? Warning against so-called immunity passports or certificates attesting to supposed immunity to the virus. World Health Organization said people who are once infected by the illness and have antibodies against it aren't necessarily protected from a second infection. Huh? As of April 24, 2020, no study has evaluated whether the presence of antibodies to this SARS type 2 confers immunity to subsequent infection by the virus in humans, according to the United Nations group in a scientific brief. Over 100 patients in South Korea were reinfected with the COVID-19 virus, supposedly reinfected. But if they were infected the first time, they should have antibodies. And if the argument is that the virus is mutating, then how's a vaccine going to address that? It's not. The virus is a novel coronavirus that emerged supposedly from China. And there are tests available to detect the antibodies. We've been told that if we have antibodies and we've supposedly quote-unquote recovered, we won't need a vaccine. But is that the case? Is the World Health Organization pushing for everyone to get a vaccine, whether they have antibodies or not, because the antibodies could be due to some other coronavirus, perhaps one of the non-virulent strains, alpha or beta, or perhaps one of the other virulent strains, which nobody talks about and probably don't exist anymore, MERS or SARS-1. Well, stay tuned. We'll continue this discussion after the break. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. Stay with us, my friends. Did you know that 4,000 years ago, the Earth's magnetic field was 5 Gauss? Over the last 165 years, scientists have measured the Earth's magnetic field and found that today it is only 0.5 Gauss, a decrease of 90%. However, your brain needs the Earth's magnetic field to restore energy to your cells. The good news is that a magnetic sleep pad can give your brain what it needs to restore energy to your cells. Order your magnetic sleep pad by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Think of the magnetic sleep bed as a powerful engine in your car. It gets you up hills faster and with less wear and tear. With the magnetic sleep bed, your brain now has the energy it needs to repair your damaged cells, make enzymes, enhance immunity, and protect you against electrosmog all while you sleep. Get your magnetic sleep bed by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Studies have shown that the magnetic sleep bed can help improve pain, sleep, fatigue, energy, and concentration. Get a free quote for your magnetic sleep bed by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-LUCKY. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff, even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. 
When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. Thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the third quarter of our show, and we still have much more to say. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment, if you would like to. Reach me here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic in Las Vegas, where we practice medical alternatives and use natural products and protocols for our patients. You can reach us here by calling 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454, or feel free to send me an email with any of your medical questions and get some free advice. That email is thbclinics at gmail.com, THB, Turtle Healing Men Clinics, plural, at gmail.com. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the World Health Organization's position that people may be exposed to COVID-19 and be reinfected. Again, that is assuming COVID-19 exists, because if you're reinfected, that begs the question, are we really dealing with the virus? And if you're developing antibodies against it, why would you be reinfected? And if you use the argument, well, the virus is mutating, how is a vaccine going to save us? There are a lot of problems with this story. But if the World Health Organization knows that what we're dealing with is not a real virus, then of course they know that no one could develop real antibodies. Regardless, the Establishment mantra is that if you can prove that you have, quote unquote, recovered from the virus, that you will not be required to get a vaccine. The World Health Organization has stated that there are inaccurate tests in some quarters, which are allowing people to be labeled as having developed antibodies. And Therefore, they're concerned that if these antibodies are due to some other strain of coronavirus, that we will have trouble, consequences, serious consequences affecting their efforts to control this pandemic. But let's keep in mind that all pandemics have come and gone in the past. Do you hear anybody talking about or being vaccinated for the SARS, SARS type 1 that was back in 2003, Hong Kong flu? H1N1, MERS. What about bird flu, Zitka, Zippo, Nada, doesn't exist. All these pandemics come and go. They run their course. Why did they run their course in the past, and why can we not run our course in the present? Well, in the past, we were not herd immunity. All of this physical distancing is the antithesis of what we really should be doing because we all know healthy people do not get COVID-19. In fact, a recent study in New York City, where we mentioned earlier, there's a very high death rate from the Medical Malpractice Act of putting people on respirators. There were no deaths found among patients younger than 18 years of age. This is fairly known throughout the world, in fact, even under 30, but healthy people simply don't get it. And as I mentioned earlier, the doctor in Germany who did the autopsies found that those people died had multiple comorbidities and were likely dying Anyway, nevertheless, we want to talk about what we can do to avoid the vaccine that is coming. The reason the vaccine is coming is because the big pharma doesn't want to make the mistake it made the first time around when it came out with a vaccine for SARS type 1 
couple years later, 2005, it was too late. The pandemic was over, herd immunity had been conferred upon the population, and guess what? It never came back. But the vaccine was a big flop. Vaccine, even then, sponsored by the Gates Foundation, was found to be ineffective in the animals it treated. In fact, they developed the exact same symptoms it was supposed to treat when they were re-exposed to the virus, the respiratory symptoms, and they all died. Thankfully, they didn't experiment on humans at that time, as they are talking about doing now, bypassing many of the regulations to get this vaccine into the market, and by keeping people at home so that we don't develop herd immunity, because nothing's going to happen to healthy people, then we can be assured, or Big Pharma can be assured, we do not have antibodies, and therefore, the only way to confer those antibodies are with, you got it, a vaccine. But there are alternatives, and I have with me today a colleague and friend of mine, Dr. Bill Singh, who is a PhD from Baylor, and he's working on a couple of projects whereby one can actually develop antibodies to the mysterious COVID-19 naturally. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about that, Dr. Bill. Hi. Uh, this, is, this is a very important uh, point that uh, Dan has raised. Uh, all these people are trying to develop a vaccine, first of all, using a recombinant technology, which would have to produce the viral antigens by your system. Now, when these vectors like vaccinia, adeno, and lentiviruses are producing antigens, viral antigens in your system, they produce very little antigens. Number two, they produce anti antigens to some other components of the virus. Now, all these antibodies, when they're produced in, in, in your system, they create a uh, kind of a bulldust around in your immune system and cause immune enhancement, actually. They don't protect you, they cause disease. We've seen that in infectious peritonitis when we immunized them with a modified vaccinia. We found that the cats died six months earlier than they were supposed to die because of the immune enhancement caused by these systems that currently are being proposed to develop a vaccine for COVID-19. Now, it's very important that all these antibodies may have no relevance at all to the protection that you need to get from, from the vaccination. There may be another component that they might not never achieve with, with the system they're going to use. So what we think we, we need to do, use your own immune system to enhance the, the immune activity of your, of your body to, to fight off the virus. And that can be done by taking your own uh, immune cells and training them in the, in, in, in the lab and then maybe injecting them, which could be a, a little bit of a laborious system, but we can eventually develop a cell line of those immune cells and load them with antigen and inject them back into your system. That will probably induce more than antibody response. It will pr probably produce some kind of cell reaction that would kill if, if ever there is a virus hiding in your in your body, in, in cells, infected. So it will knock out all the infected cells. So that's sort of vaccine you want, not, not just the antibodies. Yeah, what's interesting is we're talking about a type of vaccine that can be developed from the patient. In other words, we're making a vaccine that's unique from for you. It will accomplish the objective in being able to confer immunity upon you using your dendritic cells. You probably haven't heard of those cells, but they are in your blood. So there's a couple of ways by which this might be done. One is harvesting the blood from the patient. So let's say, for example, you have to give a blood donation. If you go to the Red Cross, I'm sorry, the Red Cross, I get tongue-tied sometimes. If you go to the Red Cross and you donate your blood, that's 450 milliliters of blood. But let's say we need a little less than that. Let's say we need 400. Now, it could be even less, but the more blood, the better, because we need to harvest your dendritic cells. We can use those dendritic cells in the lab culture, expose them to what we call a spike protein, and then after a few days, return them back to the patient. Now, here's the kicker. You will develop antibodies as a result of that too, in this case, COVID-19. COVID-19, which, again, we're assuming it exists. And then we can check your blood to confirm that you have antibodies. Now, typically, once you've been exposed to 
a virus, you will develop antibodies with anywhere from four to 40 days. So we should be able to detect that oh, in the mid-range, let's say around three weeks later. The idea is that if you truly have been found to have antibody protection, you can qualify for a supposed certificate and avoid the vaccination altogether. At least that is the current establishment mantra that's being chanted about and thereby avoid the vaccine. Many people are concerned about vaccines because, well, we know that they come with many adjuvants. We refer to these adjuvants as contaminants. They simply don't need to be there. Now, a vaccine could be done properly. Let's say it's done injected into your skin. I believe this is how it was done way back when in the 1800s when they were vaccinated for cowpox. And when it was done this way, it was very effective. But what's happening now is they're simply injecting a needle intramuscularly. And there are many other things that could be put in there. Currently, we already know there are many things to be put in with vaccines. But there are other things that may be put in with this vaccine that may not be intended for your best interest and your good health. Now, that's the that's one alternative. The other is we could eventually, from this process, develop a universal dendritic cell that could be used for all patients. That way, you wouldn't have to dry your blood at all. There's yet another alternative, and maybe you could talk a little bit about this, Bill. There's an oral supplement that might be possible to be made. What we can do is we could take these dendritic cells that Dan just mentioned uh, and load them with the corona antigen or the COVID-19 antigen that is of interest to us that would make neutralizing antibodies as well as uh, uh, some T-cell responses, that T-cell responses that would knock out all the infected cells in your body. So we call it cell-mediated immunity versus antibody immunity, neutralizing. It has to be able to neutralize the virus from binding to the receptor, AC2, in, in your body. Unless the antibodies do that, these antibodies are insignificant. They don't mean anything for you. Uh, they don't pro provide any protection. So you have to have a two-pronged approach here when an effective vaccine is created. One, the antibody should be able to neutralize the virus from binding to its receptor. Number two, it should be able to kill the cells that are hiding the virus. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for that summary. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The World Treatment, and that was Dr. Bill Singh. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. Did you know that stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate your organs and other body tissues? Studies show that your own stem cells are released into the bloodstream following a trauma. However, a plant-based supplement called RBC Blend has been found to increase stem cells in your blood without trauma. Order your RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. One study showed that participants who used RBC Blend increased stem cells in their blood by over 100% after only two weeks. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. For example, they can be used to improve facial appearance, skin tone, and hair growth. Stem cells can also help with muscle aches and joint pains. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-5825. Could RBC Blend be what you need to achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out today and order RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-5825. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is, what is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that's just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. 
Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We're back to the show. Thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the fourth quarter of the show, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment with me, Dr. Dan Royal. Remember, if you need to reach me, please feel free to call us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. THB Clinic here in Las Vegas, 702-562-1454-702-562-1454. Or email me at thbclinics at gmail.com. THB for Turtle Healing Band, clinics, plural, at gmail.com. Before the break, you were listening to Dr. Bill Singh. He's a PhD from Baylor University. And we're collaborating on a project with some other people, I might add, to help our patients develop natural immunity or antibodies to the mysterious and elusive COVID-19 that seems to be ravaging the world or at least called a pandemic. The alternative is to get a vaccine, which many people want to avoid because we all know that vaccines in of themselves are a hoax of another kind. They come with many problems. Essentially, you have big pharma that lives by the 30-30 rule. What does that mean? Well, they develop a product, one size fits all, and we know that we're all individuals, but their product is for everyone. One size fits all, which means 30% will actually respond positively and develop antibodies. 30% will have no reaction whatsoever, and 30% will actually get worse. 30%. Please keep in mind here in the United States, if you receive a vaccine and something bad happens, so your child develops autism or perhaps you die, you have no recourse against the company that produced the vaccine. Why? Because our federal government has given them a license to kill. They passed legislation that gives them immunity from prosecution for product liability. Imagine that. Imagine that. If you didn't know, now you do. So forewarned is forearmed. The good news is we believe there is an alternative to the vaccine, and we've already discussed that. But let me just summarize very quickly. We believe there are three different possibilities. One is to donate your blood to make a vaccine specific for you. This can be done using dendritic cells. It's done perhaps in over 300 studies, some of which are currently being used and are in clinical trials for the development of cancer vaccines using dendritic cells, which exist within all of us. If they are properly concentrated, we need a certain amount, let's say 100 million, properly concentrated and exposed to the right protein or antigen, you can develop antibodies. And isn't that what this is all about? Becoming immune against infection Although, again, healthy people really have nothing to fear. But the concern is that if you don't get the vaccine, you will not be allowed to travel. And that's just international. What may happen in the near future, as I'm sure you've all surmised, you may not be able to even leave your house to shop, to do banking, or go to work. So one way or another, we have to find a solution. So one is donating your blood so that we can harvest dendritic cells to make an autologous vaccine. I really hate to use that word, but I should say perhaps immunostimulant. 
because it's not vaccine in the true sense of the word. The other is we can develop a cell line from such patients, a dendritic cell line that can be used as a universal, a universal immune stimulant. But initially, we will have to do it with a blood draw. The third possibility, which we are experimenting with, is using an oral supplement. This oral supplement can come with a liposomal component, which allows it to be absorbed. But as Dr. Bill Singh mentioned, there are two things that must happen. It must kill any virus that is present and at the same time, confer antibodies against it. All of these are still in the investigatory phases, I should say, or of a clinical study. And we're not the only ones who are interested in finding a solution. Initially, there are about 70 countries worldwide who are working on a vaccine. I believe the number is now over 100. But we're doing it for different reasons. We're trying to find a way for our friends, family, and patients to get this done in such a way that will allow them to continue to function in society naturally and without the side effects of a possible vaccine. Well, I thought you might find this article interesting. There was a doctor in China who was punished for criticizing hospitals using unproven drugs on the so-called virus patients. He was demoted there. He had posted a lot of articles on social media to discuss the treatment from academic angles. Perhaps the Communist Party didn't agree with his, his perspective. His name is Dr. Yu. Dr. Yu, Y-U. He published an article entitled The Collapse of Evidence-Based Medicine back in February 2020, which was read by more than a thousand people on the internet. There are not many of the people downloaded to save the article before the censors later deleted that. Imagine that. He was censored. Article was deleted. You explained that Chinese hospitals widely use an antiviral drug not approved by the FDA called umafenovir, darunavir, sometimes used to treat HIV and AIDS, aseltamivir, used to treat influenza viruses type A and B, and a large amount of vitamin C to treat virus patients. But all of these medications have not been tested for their efficacy in treating the COVID-19 virus. In other words, they're guessing, like everybody else, and using unproven methods. And in the hospital, of course, that's going to involve using drugs or respirators. Don't know if they have the financial motive there. They do in the U.S. and perhaps in other places. But we do know for a fact that some doctors recover by treating the cytokine storm using a rheumatoid arthritis drug for autoimmune condition called Octemra. There are countries that have used ozone to effectively treat the virus as well. The point is, we need to treat what we find, not what we are presuming and diagnosing, and then prescribing medications that have side effects. So, for example, there were a couple of doctors that had the elusive virus and were treated. They were even in the ICU and placed on ventilators. Their skin became very dark and it was believed that this was a side effect of a medication that they were being given. This is because iron was staining their skin. Iron is metabolized and stored by the liver, but when the liver cannot work well, iron will enter the blood, which can cause the skin to become darker. Now, we don't know exactly what medicine that they were using, but please keep in mind that medicines have side effects. I mentioned earlier that one of my patients came in with side effects of a skin condition due to some very simple drugs that he was taking. They're not candy and they need to be taken seriously, including hydroxychloroquine, which many people have found in high doses can kill you. If you actually have the virus, you only need to take it for a few days, but it should not. I repeat, it should not be taken as a preventive. There are many other ways to stay healthy without taking a drug. Well, I want to finish our discussion. We started last week about alpha lipoic acid. So let's finish up with that. The lipoic acid that we use in our clinic is both water-soluble and fat-soluble, a fact that encouraged scientists to label it as the missing link between vitamins E and C in the body metabolism. We now know that it interacts with and enhances, actually recycles, both fat-soluble vitamin E and water-soluble vitamin C. It recycles them. Think about that. Alpha-lipoic acid supports brain health and other vital functions by keeping free radicals in check. Alpha-lipoic acid helps protect the cells of the brain, heart, and eyes. Incomplete or 
misfired cellular function creates oxidative stress. Alpha lipoic acid promotes healthy cell function, passing the blood-brain barrier. Alpha lipoic acid helps support brain and nervous system. Studies show alpha lipoic acid helps protect the brain and heart from damage due to stroke and heart attack. Also, it helps prevent cataract formation. This is all according to Dr. Packer. Dr. Packer, who's done extensive research, Lester Packer, PhD, on the subject of alpha lipoic acid. Alpha lipoic acid as glutathione booster, one of the naturally occurring antioxidants in our body. The exciting news came when researchers learned that alpha lipoic acid enhances and refurbishes glutathione. Glutathione is the most abundant antioxidant in our living networks and is central to the removal of all waste and toxins. It is a molecule made by our cells from three amino acids, glutamic acid, cysteine, and glycine. No body system is more important than the water-soluble glutathione system. Glutathione levels are so quickly can be boosted by alpha lipoic acid, and it has an important application in the prevention and treatment of numerous diseases that afflict human beings. Dr. Packer believes the practice of medicine in the 21st century will focus on curing disease from the outside with drugs that are foreign to our bodies and more and less on that and more empowering our body from within by boosting disease-fighting powers of the antioxidant network. When we reach the age of about 40, our cellular production of glutathione declines. Alpha lipoic acid recycles glutathione, not just vitamins E and C, and maintains a robust level in our systems, even when we were over the age of 70. This is significant when we realize that regardless of age, low levels of glutathione are linked to disease and premature death. And none of us wants that. By interacting with glutathione and vitamin C, alpha lipoic acid is known to protect all cell membranes and help metabolize liver toxins. In today's polluted environment and with our stressful lifestyles, the livers of the world are seeing more than their share of toxins. Additionally, we promote the idea that liver health is paramount and alpha lipoic acid helps liver health. Well, that's it on alpha lipoic acid for now. And just want to leave you with a few final thoughts. Remember, there are six doctors in the world, six best doctors. They are sunlight, rest, exercise, diet, self-confidence, and friends. Let me repeat, sunlight, rest, exercise, diet, self-confidence, and friends. Please maintain them in all stages of life and enjoy a healthy life. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. Hopefully your time with us has been well spent and you've learned one new thing. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, my friends, may you all be well.